Our vision is simply move beyond, that there are all sorts of areas in our lives that we need to move beyond. And so we're looking at some of those. Last week, we looked at moving beyond just what we believe to action. In other words, it's, it's not just good enough for us to say we believe this and we believe this and we believe this, no matter how fervently we believe it, unless we put those beliefs into action. And we use James chapter 2 and verse 26, where he says, Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Uh, you heard some of the things that, that God moved people to do. Uh, this, this past week, uh, one of the things that really excited me that I didn't share with you earlier was the fact that we've been looking for people to help us out with our van ministry. And we had several people who stepped forward and said they would, would do that. And so as soon as we get paperwork and all that stuff worked out, we're going to be ready to go. And I want to say thank you for that. And thank you for all the rest of you that responded last week with opportunities to move beyond belief to action. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about another area in our lives that we need to move beyond. In, in Hebrews chapter 5, the writer is talking about Jesus, the great high priest. And it's something he really wants the people to understand. And he wants to really get his point across. But he stops in verse 11 of chapter 5. And he says this. He says, we have much to say about this, talking about Jesus, the high priest, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with a teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. So he begins chapter 6 by saying, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. There's probably not a believer alive that doesn't know John 3.16. In fact, there are a lot of unbelievers who can at least quote John 3.16. They may not believe it, but they maybe can paraphrase it, but they, they, they know the gist of it. Even as a lot of people know John 3.16, and even as rich as it is, and maybe it was the verse that, that drew you to Christ, that, that first sparked an interest or, or an understanding of what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. Even though it's a great verse with great meaning and great truth, a lot of times people will come to Christ They'll come to Christ. They'll accept his offer of salvation. will be baptized and, and promise to follow him all the days of their life. But they never move beyond that particular verse. They enjoy the salvation, but they never move beyond. What do you mean by that? Well, it's exactly what the writer to the Hebrews here says. Uh, he tells them that, that by this time, you ought to be teachers. 
Instead, he says, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk and not solid food. It was true then, and it's true today, that there are a lot of Christians who have accepted Christ. I have no doubt about that. But have never moved beyond that initial salvation experience to grow in Christ. They may have been Christians for 10, 15, 20 years, but have never moved beyond that initial experience, or if they've moved beyond, maybe just a little bit. I I talk about life sometimes as being a highway, and in our Christian growth, sometimes as we're going along that highway, we see a rest stop, and we pull off, and we get there, and we think, oh, I kind of like this rest stop. They got Coke machine, and and a candy machine, and trees, and shade, and I think I'll just stay here a long time. And, And what happens is, it's not that we're bad people, we just get kind of distracted but all of us whether we're new Christians or older Christians there's always something in our Christian growth that we can move beyond to something greater to some better level of maturity and that's what the writer says he says let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity now he acknowledges there are certain things about our faith that we do need to understand that are essential for believers to understand. He talks about the importance of faith. He talks about the importance of of coming to faith through Christ and not trying to earn it on yourselves. He talks about the importance of baptism and about spiritual gifts, about us knowing about the resurrection and about eternal life. And nowhere in this passage does he say to leave them as in we just ignore them and forget about them. That's not what he says at all. He just says we have to to move beyond those elementary things to a greater understanding, a more complete understanding. Nowhere does he say that we are to leave them behind Or that we're to move away from them. They're the foundation. But we're still to move beyond them to something greater that God has for us. I hear people all the time who will offer a variety of reasons why they haven't moved beyond. Um, And some will offer reasons why they've moved beyond but then they got to a point and just rested. And a lot of times those people will say to me, well, I'm at my age, I've learned everything that I think I can learn, which is not true because people that that God is, is through teaching and people that God... Uh, has finished using, those are people that are now with him in heaven. If, if we're breathing, living here, not only does God have something for us to do, but daily he has something for us to learn, and, and we can continue to move on to maturity. We're not going to reach that here. But I also hear people, and, and, and younger Christians, newer Christians, sometimes uh, I hear this from them, though they won't put it this way. Uh, I kind of call it sometimes Peter Pan uh, syndrome. Uh, Peter Pan said what? I won't grow up. Peter Pan refused to grow up. And and a lot of Christians, uh, they come to Christ, they have this newfound faith. But then as they read Scripture or as they're challenged to go out and they see that maybe the, the world now is a little different and it's scary for them. So they will kind of retreat into this safety of, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven when I die, so I'm just going to stay here and kind of insulate myself. And, and I won't grow in the faith because it's kind of frightening out there. And then, like anyone else, sometimes it, it, we find that people just don't grow because they just got to a point where they just kind of, 
they're not lazy people, but they just kind of got lazy in their, in their growth and in their, in their faith. Or, or maybe they just got too busy, or, or maybe there was a lack of motivation. And, and I hear this a lot from people. People will say to me, well, you know, I've been around to several churches, and, and I just can't find any church where I feel like I'm getting fed. All of these have the same root. And that root is personal responsibility or a lack thereof. Move beyond, in its literal translation, means let us carry ourselves forward. Let us carry ourselves forward. It doesn't say, let someone else carry me forward. It says, let us carry ourselves forward. There's personal responsibility in what he says here. When he challenges them to move beyond, he's challenging them to do just that, to take the responsibility to do it. Now, a lot of times I like to go verse by verse and talk about each particular passage, but I don't have to do that here. Because you could sum up Hebrews 5.11 through 6.2 very simply. Here's the summary, and it may surprise you. The summary of this is not that you grow up. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying here, you need to grow up. May appear he is, but he's not saying that. What he's really saying here is that you need to take personal responsibility for your growth. That's what he's saying here. He's saying to them, look, you know, you've been fed the essentials. Now it's time for you to carry yourself to a different level. It's time for you to move beyond in your faith, and grow toward maturity. He says, look, by this time, you ought to be teaching other people. And that's true. I think if you've been a Christian for 10, 15, 20 years, you ought to be teaching others. Doesn't mean you lead a group, but it means you teach people by example. You teach people by the way you live. You teach people by the words that you say. Doesn't mean you have to teach a class, but you're teaching other people what the Christian life is like. The message here is that you need to take personal responsibility. Each individual Christian needs to take personal responsibility for their growth in the faith. Now, when I was a baby, my mom fed me milk or some kind of formula or something. But that's what she fed me because that's all I could handle. So she was a good mom and she fed me milk. But her goal was not to have me to drink milk only for the rest of my life. Little by little, she'd open those little jars. Mmm, I can just smell them still. My kids have been grown up for a long time. And she'd feed me, little by little, mixing that milk with, with a little more solid food. And it developed, and it developed, and it developed till one day I was eating solid food. And then you know what she did? One day she handed me the spoon and said, feed yourself. I don't remember the day that happened, but it must have happened because I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> one day she handed me the spoon and said, okay, now it's your responsibility. Now, she never stopped buying food for me. She never stopped cooking food for me. 
She never stopped challenging me to eat new things. She never stopped putting food on the table. But there came a time where she said to me, either through words or action, son, it's time for you to learn how to feed yourself. It's time that you take personal responsibility for putting the food which I have laid out there for you into your mouth. It's available, but here. It's time for you to take personal responsibility and feed yourself. Now, my mom certainly had a responsibility. um, But I think her ultimate responsibility was to teach me to eat later to cook food for myself maybe. But she was an example, and she wanted me to grow. So she taught me how to eat. She didn't continue to feed me milk and baby food. In the church, I'm charged with preaching the word of God as your pastor. And I'm tickled to death that that you come on Sunday. And I know some sermons are probably better than others, but even the best ones, if this is all you get, in the way of spiritual food during the week. Let me tell you, this is like eating a snack. This is like eating a pack of crackers on a Sunday afternoon and expecting it to last you for the rest of the week. You're going to get hungry. But not only are you going to get hungry, what's going to happen to you physically? You're going to get weak. You're going to get grumpy. You'll be hard to live with. And you just can't wait till Sunday rolls around again and I get another pack of crackers. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what it's about. We need to grow and we need a constant diet. The church is charged with providing people with opportunities to grow in your faith. And one of the primary ways we do that is through life groups. We have life groups that meet on Sundays. We have a new one that's starting up that's, that's, that's going to be excellent as well. We have groups that meet on Sunday night. We have a women's group that meets on on Wednesday night. We're looking to to start a a, a men's group. We have a group that all ages, doesn't matter what age you are, we have a group that'll fit you. No matter where you are in in your spiritual growth, we now have a group that will fit you. But here's the thing. I can't make you go. I can't. I can encourage you. I can tell you the benefits. I can make you feel guilty. I can do all sorts of things. I can't make you go. Personal responsibility. I can preach. The church can provide a smorgasbord of opportunity. But when we do that, unfortunately... You're the one holding the spoon. And it's there. You've just got to take advantage of it and eat. I think it's time for all of us to to realize that it's time for us to take personal responsibility. Here's something else. It's not just a sermon on Sunday, and it's not just being a part of a group where you learn and grow with other Christians. But you know, God has a pretty good meal plan that he gives you for free. It's called the Bible. If you don't have one, I would be more than happy to get you one. I can give you one today if you don't have one. Uh, 
But God gives us the Bible. It's available to us 24 hours a day. It's God's word. It's our spiritual food. It's there for you. And you say, well, I, I don't understand it. Well, here's the good news. Not only does he give you the scripture, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he gives you the interpreter, the Holy Spirit, who lives in you. So daily, hourly, whenever, you get an opportunity to feed on God's word. But it takes personal responsibility. There's another aspect to this, this moving beyond and, and this growing in the faith. And that's something Timothy says. Timothy, or Paul rather, is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And he says this, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do. And teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Certainly, God's word shows us right and wrong. And, and that's important for us in our lives. It, it shows us what we need to know and, and how we need to follow. But verse 17 tells us an important part of God's word that we often forget. It's to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. To prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The Bible is our standard for testing everything. We test everything by what the Bible says. The Bible is our safeguard against false teaching. The Bible is a source of guidance for us and how we need to live our lives. It's a source of knowledge. And it's the only source of knowledge about how we can be saved. But we can't forget that in our zeal to learn Scripture, to know Scripture, to memorize Scripture, to read Scripture, whatever we do, that the purpose here is that the Scripture is to prepare us to do something. To move beyond just that Scripture and that reading, but it's to move us into action. It's to equip us to do good. You know, we can study God's Word simply to increase our knowledge, and some people do that. We can study God's Word just because we think that's the thing that we need to do. And I don't ever want to discourage studying God's Word. But the knowledge of God's Word is of no use if you don't put it to use. The purpose of God's Word is to equip you to live the life that God has called you to live and, and to equip you and prepare you to do good things in his kingdom. So how do you move beyond? Maybe you have just become a Christian and you say, well, I, I do need to move beyond. Maybe you became a Christian 10 years ago and you've not moved beyond and you're sitting here going, well, you know, I really haven't and I need to move beyond. Maybe you've uh, been a Christian for a long time. Maybe you found a rest stop somewhere and you stopped and you realize it's time to get back and crank the engine and, and move beyond uh, again, Where, wherever you are, I want to encourage you to do that. And, and I want to give you some very specific ways to do that. I, I mentioned the Bible a little bit earlier. You got it. It's there. It's God's word. He gives you the Holy Spirit to interpret it. 
we live in the internet age. The church has a subscription uh, called Right Now. And Right Now is available to anybody uh, in the church. It's a subscription that we pay for. It's free to you. It, and it has hundreds and hundreds of Bible study videos and things. I mean, top quality, top shelf. It's the best video library in Christianity I've ever seen. And it's free. And it's free. And you can do that and use it as your Bible study if you want to. If you have been using that, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you got that email a year or so ago and said, eh, I'll get around to that. You never did. Uh, and you've lost the email, we would be more than happy to tell you how you can get on to right now. And, and you need to build on what you know. You need to build on what you know. The thing is, I, I said last week, when we were talking about moving beyond belief to action, is I didn't mean that you became a Christian one day and suddenly signed up to be a missionary in China the next that's not what it's talking about. Build on what you know. People say to me all the time, I, I don't understand the Bible. Well, there are parts of it I don't understand too. And when I say that, that you, you need to, to get into God's Word and you need to have a better understanding, if, that's, if you're a, a new Christian, don't start in Ezekiel. Don't start in Daniel. Don't start in the Revelation. Start with a gospel. Read about Jesus and what Jesus did. Read the epistles. Uh, go back and study the Old Testament and find out how God's been working. But don't start with the hard stuff. Start where you are. Start where you are. People say, I don't understand the scripture. Start what you, with what you do understand. Jesus said that we have a responsibility to the poor. All right? That's pretty plain. Build on that. Do something with that. Build on it. But always learn more. But I also want to encourage you to be a part of a life group. What we have tried to do is we've tried to put groups where you can come. I know you live busy lives. We all live busy lives. But just as I talked about priority with the offering... If this isn't a priority in our lives, then we probably won't do it. But we want to give you every opportunity. We have groups. The vast majority of our groups meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Now, I know. I know. I'm doing good, Pastor, to get here at 11.15, 11.20 maybe even. Okay. Set your clock an hour earlier. <laughs> I know that's easy to say. But again, is it a priority? Do you want to move beyond? Do you want to move beyond this to something else? Then I want to challenge you to come an hour earlier and find a life group. Try it out. If you say this isn't for me, okay, we'll find you something else. If you go to one and you say, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old, and the youngest person in that one was 65. Well, that could happen if you end up in the wrong one. But then I'll send you to Chrissy's over here. She's going to have a lot of 20s and 30s in that class. Well, there's nothing for my kids to do. Yes, there is. We have life groups for kids at 10 o'clock. We do. 
Not only do we have clubhouse, but we have groups for them. Well, I have teenagers. I don't know what I'll do with my teenagers. Well, Alan Hill, across the parking lot, would love to have your teenagers at 10 o'clock. We have something for them. The whole family deal. Come at 10. Give it a try. <sighs> Pastor, I just can't do it. I just can't make it. Well, how about 6.30 on Sunday? 6.30. Over in the Monroe building. We have the worship connection. It's a great life group. It's a great study group. You can't get here at 10? Come then. Well, you know the Steelers are playing. <laughs> Well, ladies, I know some of you watching, but I know all of you don't. But anyway, ladies, if you do, uh, Wednesday night, 6.30, there's a women's group. We're going to have a men's going here pretty soon. If you make it a priority, if you make it a priority in your life, it'll happen. But you have to take personal responsibility for it. And here's my challenge to you as well. Look at our list. Pastor, honestly, sincerely, there is nothing on there that I can come to. We'll create something for you. On a card, say, hey, here's my name. I can only come at this time. We'll see what we can do. All right? Now, if it's 11.30, you know, on a Tuesday night, mm, maybe not. But we want to we make it easy for you to grow in your faith, to move beyond where you are. You know, it's great to come to Jesus, to realize he died for you, to realize that you have eternal life, and to say daily, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me in Jesus Christ, and, and, and for God for what you've done for me in Jesus Christ. And he looks down on us, and he says, you're welcome. You're welcome. But now I need you to do something else. I need you to move beyond there, to grow in that faith, to teach others how to live that faith, to be active in the kingdom of God, to learn every day more and more and more, but not just to learn, but to put into practice. Okay, the plate here at Clarksburg Baptist Church is pretty full. A lot of food there. But you have the spoon. You're the only one that can do it, and I hope you will. Let's pray.